Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Most true. You cannot escape that. It is very, very true. Uh, And I also wanted to say the opinions of... uh, those of us on Voices of the West are uh, our, opinion. our opinions, and they do matter. And uh, if you don't like them, too bad. <laughs> Harry Alexander, well, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. Like there you go. Uh, Todd Roberts in L.A. with you today. And uh, our guest. Yes, sir. We got, a, we got a, another good one today. Uh, he's an author. He's a, a filmmaker, uh, newsman, news, newspaper man, uh, Greg, Craig Roman is with us, and we'll get to him in just a little bit. He's got a uh, most excellent uh, documentary out. It's called The Outside Circle, a movie of the modern West. And, uh, my God, we, we, we got to watch some of it uh, ahead of the program, and wow, really, really good stuff. But first, Bunker, you got some housekeeping there. Well, I got something here from the cookies uh, cookhouse calendar, and this is a disputed date. I like to do down birthdays that kind of mean something to to the world, I think. About uh, on November 23rd in 1859, or maybe September 17th, 1859, a, a young fellow came into the world named William Bonney, or or back in New Mexico where I'm from, they was called Kid Antrim. But uh, everybody in the world knows him as Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. And it's his supposed, one of his supposed birthdays. He I could, guess he gets presents ce- twice a year. He could, yeah, celebrate twice a year. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that, uh, as long as you're still the same age. <laughs> you know, I want, are, have you got anything for Mescal? Yeah, I, I just go to mescalmovieset.com and look at their schedule. They've got tours they, going on out there. They canceled their Christmas program. They had to cancel the Christmas. They've got filming going yeah. on. Yeah, uh-huh. which is good. So, yeah, um, so that, uh, check out Old Tucson. There's all kinds of things happening out there. Yeah, they're doing their Christmas, Victorian Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, some- and coming up uh, next year in March, it is the Tombstone Book Festival. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can find out more about that by going to uh, the Cochise County Cor- Corral, I believe, dot or, or, org. Or look up Doug Hawking. Or look up Doug Hawking yeah. because he's the guy putting it all together. And uh, good stuff. And all also, right. I forgot, but December 9th is Cowboy Christmas down at the Empire Ranch. All right. And <clears throat> I'm hope we, I hope we get our same Cowboy Santa because he he's awesome. Okay. We had we had one of those city Santas a lot a couple of times. <laughs> and they're okay, but run them out on the stage. But you? you know they're just not they're not the same. <laughs> and the kids know it. You know kids are perceptive. Yes, they are. I had the opportunity to play Santa Claus one year, and uh, wow, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, well, I was in Europe and uh, we were doing television and. Uh, I did, and my little girl came and sat up on my knee and said, Hey, Daddy! <laughs> it's like, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's when you turn to the other kids and you say, I want you to meet a couple of my elves. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anywho, it was fun. All right, let's bring on Craig Rollman, who is uh, hails from Sisters, Oregon. Where in the devil is Sisters, yep. Oregon, sir? It's up by the Cascades. I know that. Oh, why, Justin? <laughs> Yeah, we're on the we're on the east side of the Cascades, about a half hour from Bend, uh, right, pretty much back in the middle of the state. That, I got a qu- I got a crazy question. It's nothing to do with the show, but you know the movie and the book, the Sisters Brothers. I know they were real guys, and I'm assuming or guessing that they came from that part of the country. Am I guessing right, or am I just barking up the wrong tree? It's 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 out of my wheelhouse. I know that we're we're called sisters because the three peaks that are mm. right outside the window here. They mm. call the three sisters Faith, Hope, and Charity, and that's where Sisters draws its name from. Now, those fellows, I just don't know. Okay, yeah, I, I know they're from Oregon, but I I was always curious about that. Yeah. Well, thank you. You definitely didn't clear that one up. <laughs> Well, we're going to mention here that uh, Craig is also uh, friends with Victoria Jackson, whom we had on the show last week, uh, and uh, Victoria's uh, got her book out, 
uh, about stories of the Old West. Beyond the uh, Desert. Beyond the Desert, and uh, that's Dying Art of Cowboying. And Craig's movie is called Outside the Outside Circle, a movie of the modern West. And I tell you, it's like a, uh, a video of uh, Victoria's book. Yeah. You know, I think before we jump into the book, because a lot of people probably don't, don't know what the outside circle is, you know, that's the, the outriders that are... Yeah, they're riding, riding yeah, they're the herd. Herd. Yeah. But uh, maybe if he could educate all of us... <laughs> Who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even if you do know, he always doesn't hurt to know better. There you go. Sure. So, so the outside circle tip in a lot of these big outfits is is the outer ring. That's where the cowboy's riding the farthest. He's riding the the, the the biggest circle. And it's usually referred to as riding a circle. In a lot of the places, still the cow boss, You know, you all try it out together, and you just get dropped off on your circle. And the guy who's covering the biggest circle and going the farthest out is referred to as as riding the outside circle. And I like that sort of a representation of what we're trying to do in the film, which is show that this culture is on the outside circle mm-hmm. um, these days. But it's still there. You can't see it from the road, and it's still as important as it ever was. I mean, these folks are are out there. They're, they're smart. They're interesting. And they're feeding America. That, that's it right they're there. really hard to do it. Yeah, and and they take a pride in, in as they should and and who they are and what they do and yeah, you know, I just thought that was sort of a, a nod. We thought that a great idea would be to uh, uh, how to stop these uh, protests, uh, the Just Stop Oil people. Uh, it, it, let them glue their hands to the pavement. Let's run some cattle over them. Yeah, yeah if he's doing the movies, you know, they'd run the cattle through the town. And they'd, they'd, yeah, I mean, I don't know why they bother to unglue them. They just let them glue themselves to whatever they want to glue themselves to and leave them there. Exactly. Exactly. I love that idea. All right, Craig, you are an award-winning journalist, a weekly columnist for the Nugget newspaper in Sisters, Oregon. You're a former police detective and a veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps. Hoo-ah! And a graduate of uh, Nevada, uh, University of Nevada. You got an M.A. from uh, Northern Arizona University. You'd be quite... The educated man. You got around too. Well, you got around, yeah. Well, you with the Marine Corps. Were, were you special forces with that? Because I, I, I wasn't sure about that. I was, I was, I was in a, a uh, an infantry boat raid platoon, and we were attached to what's called a uh, maritime special purpose force, mm-hmm. and we did special forces types of missions with the Navy SEALs and, and force reconnaissance. Joint missions. So, yeah, it's a, it's a long answer, but it was kind of a complicated role. Now, <laughs> so, you, you grew you grew up in Sisters, Oregon, is that correct? No, sir. I grew up, I was, I was raised in the little northeast corner of, of California. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Lassen County. All right. Still small town, small town-ish. Um, and, and, yeah, very small. And yeah. so uh, you leave school, you uh, go into the Marine Corps. That must have been a hell of a shock, <laughs> cowboy well, going you know, into the when Corps. I, when, I got, when I got out of school, first thing I did was go cowboying, and I started down on the 10 X Ranch there outside Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't get along too good with the boss there and ended up going up through California and into Nevada working those ranches and you know unfortunately I was saddled with about nine billion dollars in student loans yeah. and I thought well just <laughs> that's a good way to pay the bills yeah yeah so I joined the Marine Corps and spent four years in there and then I got out of the Marine Corps and the first thing I did was go back to Cowboy mm-hmm. and and bounced around a little bit there and did some teaching at a, at a college and then I uh, decided to join the police department and here, spent here, uh, a here good we, career doing that. Yeah. Did yeah. you find that uh, a lot of veterans, when they separate from uh, their branch of service, sometimes find it difficult to acclimate back into the culture that they left because that culture has definitely changed. And it's not receptive. And and they're not receptive to you, as I found out coming back from Vietnam. Um, So what 
did you have any problems with that? Or, uh, I mean, you know, you went right back into Cowboy, and, and, and that must have felt really good. It felt terrific. Uh, so the answer would be yes, but I, I may have come into the world that way. I, <laughs> that you know, when the world's zigging, I tend to zag. And, and um, But, you know, when you come out of the Marine Corps and, and you just, we did two deployments, the first of all, you come back and you, it's always great to come home, but it, yeah. you just wonder what people are thinking about and, yeah, and yeah. how hard they're thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I can, I can remember... The first time I saw a demonstration against Vietnam was mm-hmm. in Tucson, and I, I was doing prep work for a, a job, and I went out and I saw these people marching up with the old post office there downtown, mm-hmm. and I what the hell is that all about? And I, and I went back in and thinking about it. somebody else come in and said what well, was, and I was thinking about getting the crew together and going over there and attacking. <laughs> They didn't, they, they didn't he pissed it. you off. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Todd Roberts, you got something you want to throw in there? Well, you know, this. Uh, I went into this thing knowing that I was uh, going to watch a film, uh, and I've seen it twice now, but, you know, I had a feeling that I was going to see a bunch of real cowboys telling the real story, just like with Victoria's book, um, um the same type of thing of real cowgirls and real cowboys telling real stories. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to see much fluff. Uh, and I kept hearing the, the saying in my head that uh, everybody wants to be a cowboy until there's cowboy shit to do. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I, I, so it has to work. you know, you, 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 yeah, you know, and, and then I watched the film just as when I got the book from Victoria and I went through it. That you know, it's mu- it's so much more than that. Mm. It's so tremendously. Uh, first of all, the cinematography is 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 truly breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, it, this there's just a feeling of expansiveness. This this endless open sky, which uh, I got to say, you know, uh, Montana has nothing on northern Nevada mm-hmm. in that respect. Despite its 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 uh, state motto, mm-hmm. uh, but also just the 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 vistas that uh, bring you in as as small as you feel, based on the drone uh, cinematography, you still feel like you're kind of you're you're wrapped up in a in a pillow. Is mm-hmm. the way I felt. I don't. I can't describe it. It was really breathtaking. And the interviews are fabulous. And I have to say, Craig, the only thing that I'm disappointed about your film is it ended. Uh, in the trailer, <laughs> I get to see you uh, in the trailer, which was the Lynn Bad project. And then in the film, uh, you're nowhere to be found. I keep I, I see you almost <laughs> twice. And I kept pointing you out to Nola. I go, there he is. There he is. And she kept saying to me, she goes, who uh, do, 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 do you want to? <laughs> and so, well, I just you know, I mean, the temptation you know, I, is to, is to uh, the, the temptation is to pull a a and you in every single scene, and um, I decided I wanted to be behind the camera and not in front of it because it's really not. You, you, know, you probably feel like you told story. a better story by not getting in. Well, you didn't want to make it about yourself, yeah. and I I think we all have a lot yeah. of respect for that, yeah. but. This, uh, I, I can't talk highly enough about this film. I really, really, it, it really touched me, and I really enjoyed it. And I have to ask you, Craig, when you were, I mean, and I asked this to Victoria, so it's not like I'm being unfair, but. Yes, you are. Um, or picking sides. Yes, you are. Uh, now, if there was bourbon involved, that might happen, but I haven't gone there yet, and I, I'm trying to be good. So. Yeah, you are. How, I mean. You you know Victoria has got twenty two stories in her in her book or interviews, and I don't know how many you have in yours, but I have to believe there were some people that didn't make it into your film, and uh, yeah, that yeah. must have been a very difficult choice process for you. It was. It was really difficult. You know, it was a, a huge learning curve for me right from the beginning, and. 
got the final cuts done, and we're really trying to to sort of campaign through film festivals and whatnot. Our executive producer has done thirty some films. He says we're gonna we really got to trim this down, and that made some difficult choices. We had a a really terrific interview with uh, Luke Branchino, you know, five time PRCA world champion. Mm-hmm. And I had to cut him, and it broke my heart to do it because he had a lot of really great things to say mm-hmm. about family ranching and, and his background that helped the film. But just it was running too long to, to really be seriously considered to get into any of these film festivals. So, you know, as they say, we had to kill some of our own babies, and that was, that was disappointing. You know, if, but, I could, if I um, could recommend... Uh, Todd's seen the film. Harry saw part of it. I didn't get to see it, but I I waded through as many of the Lynn Babb project uh, pieces that are on there, and there's yeah. just a ton of them. And yeah, it's I I I know it's not the same as feeling seeing the movie, but I know I'm seeing the feeling of the movie. In fact, the uh, yeah. the one with Waddy Mitchell just really I've I've met the man and. And God, the humility he has, and the story he told yeah. there about you know being being from that, growing up, and then be, because he's become so successful, uh, he feels in some ways like he's an outsider, even though he's definitely inside. Wasn't that touching? I thought, I thought you know he was so gracious to us, and if somebody told me when I was probably I'd get a chance to go sit in Waddy's house. An interview him, and then I'd be making a movie. I would laugh him out of the room, you know. Yeah. And and wow. that was one of the things that we ran into that was that was so interesting and and I think maybe unique in a lot of ways. Almost everyone, in fact, everyone I reached out to for help or to do an interview or to be a part of this, they all said yes, and they welcomed us with open arms. And mm-hmm. and it's really. Kind of affirmation for me that that uh, there is sort of a, a, a duality in our culture, and, and the ranching cowboy universe is still there. It's still very small, oh, really? and and the people in it are are very gracious, yeah. very very gracious. All right, we got to do our first commercial break here. Our guest is Craig Rollman, filmmaker, a newspaper guy, and a former police detective, and. Uh, most op- mo- most importantly, a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you here on Amal Franzi's Voices of the West, and we're streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch. We'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. This is Eb Wilkinson at Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement and you're putting off retirement planning, my advice to you is don't do that. Ignoring your retirement planning won't make it go away. It'll just make it worse. Give me a call and let's work on your plan together so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. We all make promises, 
big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend. Partner. Child. Parent. Neighbor. One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. What happened to you? Oh, we was having an argument with one of them cow-steel nesters when a couple of fellows in the store jumped us from behind. Who were they? I don't know. Never saw them before. More settlers, I suppose. They're coming in like grasshoppers. This is the Voices of the West. Western skies are heavy as I ride along the glade, singing through the twilight, my saddle serenade. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to Friends, Todd Roberts with you, and uh, Todd is in that magical place, Los Angeles, uh, movie, <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. Well, he's not in Hollywood today, but... Hollywood it, here. Yeah, anyway. Uh, some Jimmy Wakeley there, uh, and our guest is Craig Roman, filmmaker... And they're coming in like grasshoppers. <laughs> filmmaker, uh, and, uh, journalist, and uh, his uh, movie, The Outside Circle, a movie of the modern West. Go ahead, Bunker. Oh, I was going to, you know, I've got just so much to talk about here. Okay, uh, I want to go back to just kind of a thing here. You do a column for the Nugget newspaper, and I was reading some of the columns, and that's great. I think you get like 170-some out of those rascals. And I'm wow. hoping one of these days you gather a bunch of them together and push them out as a book. There you go. Well, sure, it's uh, actually in the works. Um, I've got, uh, say it was 170, I didn't know, I know there's been a bunch of them, but um, <laughs> sometimes I'm on and sometimes I write a column and it's not that good, but, um, so i got to pick through them a little bit, and and uh, that's really for sure a goal that I have here and I'm working on for, for quite some time. Well, can I touch on one column you wrote, because I, I did... It, it, it rung a bell with me, and I'm sure you'll remember it, because it's just a couple of weeks old. The shipworms uh, column? Yes, sir, yeah. And, yeah. you know, what you said about uh-huh. Hamas charter in terms of fundamental Islam and the, the, the Buddha. You know, I, 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 I can remember seeing on the news when, the, when they went in there and started shelling those Buddhas, and I thought, that's the beginning of the end of the world right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, people make a mistake that they they don't listen to what they're telling us, and mm-hmm. and uh, that's a big mistake. They tell us exactly what they're going to do, yeah. and if they say they're going to do it, they they do it. And mm-hmm. so, for them, it's a weakness that nobody on our side seems to want to do anything about it. So. Imagine um, that, yeah. Isn't it funny when when they lie yeah. to us, we don't believe them, uh-huh. uh, and when they tell us the truth, well, when they tell us the truth, we don't believe them, right. and when they lie to us, we believe them. Mm-hmm. Something wrong there. Yeah, yeah, big big time. Craig, your your impetus yeah. for this uh, film, The Outside Circle, the movie of the modern West, um, what what drove you to uh, put this thing together? Well, it it it's an interesting. Uh, Genesis, I think it was. If you all remember back to the late unpleasantness and the plague, <laughs> where they tried to you know shut the world down and the rest of it. Uh, like everybody else, I was fetching around things to do, so I just sat down and started watching as many cowboy documentary films as I could find. Mm-hmm. And there's some really good ones out there. But as I was watching them, I thought, man, I can do that, and maybe even I can do a little bit of that and so I had no idea what I was doing to be completely frank about it that's probably the best (laughs) well you know you're pretty handy with a downhill camera so you learn fast that's for sure (laughs) the naivete of it all but you know was probably an advantage and so initially 
I set out to make a film with my friend Lynn Babb, who lives down at Paisley. And I had known about Lynn for most of my life, because he was quite a saddle maker and built a lot of rigs for, for buckaroos out on the desert. And, had made a name, and I had a, a kind of a limited vision. I wanted to make it just about Lynn and tell his story. And as we started filming it, I realized pretty quickly that it was much, much bigger than just Lynn. And and through Lynn, I had met uh, the, the Murphy family, who are one of the three principals in this film. And I had been watching some stuff on social media, and that's how I came across Victoria Jackson, because she was in an argument with some people that aren't as smart as she is, and I thought, wow, this gal's <laughs> tough and smart, and yeah. I just I just reached out to her and asked if she'd have interest in being in the film, mm-hmm. and the other part of it was that in the Great Basin, the Indian cowboys have a great reputation, and and. I didn't have any in the film, and I want them in the film. And so I was very lucky that Victoria and her family really uh-huh. all were so gracious and invited us out. And we got to know them and be friends, and we got some, some great, great footage. And the other part of that that was really important to me is that I wanted the language in, in the movie. In the I wanted voice. people to hear Shoshone mm-hmm. being spoken. And because most people never hear it, and it's you know it's a language that grows out of the ground of North America, not like the one we're speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's born in northern Germany, so it's it's the language of this country. And fortunate that Al Jackson, you know, is fluent, and which it also created a dilemma for us because. Typically, you know, when you have someone speaking a different language, you run subtitles, which I didn't want to do because I thought it would detract from mm-hmm. listening to the language. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, Al actually solved it for us. He says, well, I'll just translate myself. And I think that works in the movie, and I think it works pretty well. And so that was the genesis of it. And then the, the next big problem became how to pay for it because it's phenomenally expensive. And I was able to, to crowdfund some money. And uh, we had some very generous donors who put a lot towards it, and and they helped us make the film. And yeah, that, that's what that's where it came from. That's how it started. It was a couple and, a couple year project then, not not something that from a couple of months to a couple yeah, of years, from a couple yeah. months to a couple of years, right? Well, let me ask you this, then, yeah. because you ta- you were talking about the, the financing of it, and I come across the. Uh, I guess you'd call it an accounting that it costs you around a thousand dollars a day to shoot and around eight hundred dollars yeah. a day to edit, and that yeah. is not chump change by anybody's means. No, it, it isn't. And but you know, you talk about the cinematography in it, and I'd put that up against just about anybody, and that that was another just stroke of luck. There's a fellow here in Sisters named Sam Pike who has, for many years, had a, a hunting show. He was the cameraman for this hunting show, and he had done a bunch of different videos. And as I was looking around, figuring out, I want a professional cameraman. And he had done a show for trainer locally, and I knew instantly when I looked at it, he has the feel that I want. He knows mm-hmm. how to shoot this stuff. And... And so I cold called him. He didn't know me from Adam, you know. And I got very lucky, and he answered the phone. I told him what I wanted to do, and he jumped right in. And um, and he was phenomenal. He, he just got it, and he was able to get a lot of really good shots, I thought. What part did uh, Cody uh, Rialt play in that, in the cinematography? Yeah, and Cody, so Cody served as our second cameraman. The Murphy family, every year, has, they bring their... They're one of the few families that doesn't just truck cattle everywhere these days. And they have a, a cow camp way up in the Cascades, and they start driving those cows down, and they have the annual fall drive out of the mountains, down through the Chewakan River Canyon, and right through the middle of Paisley, and then to the home ranch. And so we knew that was going to be big. It was going to be expansive and I knew I needed another cameraman so we got Cody Real on board 
and he did a lot of the drone work and, and those oh, sequences. He wrecked my truck on up to get on this hillside to get some good overhead stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'm yeah. kidding. He didn't. He did. But it, you know, he was, he was he's also phenomenal, and he, he does a lot of great work out there. You know, we did a, a show just several months back. A uh, lady down in uh, Baja, California, that that does uh, mule trips up the old uh, trade route, and they had uh, the drone shots in uh-huh. there. And I'll tell you what, uh, I think that really adds something to the movies, the scope and the feel, and it, you, you you got it yeah. in yours. If you're going to have a movie or you're going to try to tell a story where landscape is a character in the film, mm-hmm. I think the best way to do that is with a drone. Hey, that sounds like John Ford, doesn't it? Wow, The land is a character. You know, wow, what a concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we got to play around with those a lot. We had some a, a lot of fun. Pushing cows out on the desert, and Sam was carrying a drone in his backpack, and we decided to try to launch it and recover it while he was horseback there. And uh, nobody was sure how that was going to end up, but <laughs> wow. those Murphy horses are pretty tough, and they never even never flinched. So he launched and recovered the drone. Wow! And out there on the desert, no, that was fun to watch. They probably just thought it was another turkey buzzard. <laughs> Yeah, right. This sounds like a beehive. Is <laughs> well, I, I want. I want to get. I want to, for a second here. I want to get kind of personal. Uh, I understand yeah. you've been married for around twenty-two years. You've got two horses, yes, four dogs, seven chickens, a turkey named June, who I hope made it past Thanksgiving, <laughs> and uh, you've you've got quite an accumulation there for for booty, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we've got our, our little small outfit here, you know. The turkey survived. She's actually, she, uh, one year I raised, I don't know, a dozen, half a dozen turkeys, and when it came time to start butchering turkeys, I, I grew weary of it, and <laughs> so she was spared, and she's been with us ever since. Well, now, that, that leads to another question, then. You got two horses. I know you, you everybody names their horses. You got four dogs. Mm-hmm. I know everybody names their dogs. Did you name the seven chickens? And if you can, would you repeat them back to us? Clock, clock. No, I, you know what? I, I, I'm mad at them. They're freeloading right now. They oh. stopped laying, so you oh. if they had names, <laughs> they should not be spoken. <laughs> that is funny. All right, we're going to do our next commercial break here on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. Craig Roman is our guest. He's a filmmaker and a damn good one at that. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with you. And we'll be right back from the White Stallion Ranch. Stay right there. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSki.com. This is Eb Wilkinson at Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement and you're putting off retirement planning, my advice to you is don't do that. Ignoring your retirement planning won't make it go away. It'll just make it worse. Give me a call and let's work on your plan together so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Yosemite Sam! It's Yosemite Sam! Yosemite Sam! Yeah, 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 Y
Pambies here, man. Not on this show. We don't allow no Nanny no. Pambies. Welcome here. back to Abel Francis, Voices of the West here. Alexander Bunker, the branch, Todd Roberts with you. Craig Roman is oh, our man, guest. Todd, is he a Nandy or a Pambie? No, he is neither. Okay, let's go clear that up. Hey, Craig, I, I, I got to tell you, I have to play the theme to the high chaparral here because... DeFrance walks off the set if uh, right. he doesn't hear it. He was in like 52 <laughs> or three of those uh, episodes. And, man, what a great TV show that was. Can you imagine being paid? Hey, so, Bunker, you must have known uh, Yakima Knight. Oh, yes, I he did. I, I used to, I got some great stories about him. I had coffee with him a couple of times, and he was retired when I knew him. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like you go out there. You, you, you play all day, they feed you lunch, and they pay you. You know, you don't have to grow up. You can just be a young buckaroo or cowboy or whatever the heck you think you are and just go for it. Yep. it, was, it was, I, I still haven't That's grown up. Awesome. You know, 80 years later, and I still haven't grown up. <laughs> well, we're, my wife and I were watching Westerns last night, and uh, there was, uh, I think it was a Tim Holt movie, and uh, they're, they're in uh, uh, the Alabama Hills, and I just turned to her and said, what a great place to play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many rocks. <laughs> hey, uh, I got, this, is, this is one of those kind of philosophical things here. Uh, I like, I've heard, in fact, Harry and me were kind of talking about this before the show, but I would like to hear your, your take on the difference between the cowboy's point of view and the rancher's point of view, because growing up in New Mexico uh, and being at an age where most of the ranchers out there were still ranchers and not corporate, not, not gentlemen ranchers and stuff. And there's a world of difference, even you know, between the cowboy and the rancher. Even though some of the ranchers are hellacious cowboys, could you uh, enlighten us? Or? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, a cowboy is a hand, you know, and and it's a little different, I think regionally between a buckaroo and a cowboy, although I think a little too much gets made of that. The job is working cattle. And one of the things we talk about in the movie is, is the cowboy loves his job, likes to be horseback, he prefers to be horseback, but he's, he's not real big on building fence. Um, he wants to be out on the country, horseback, working cattle, roping, doing those things. His concerns or which horse he's going to ride the next day, where the rancher's concern is making money and keeping the thing right. Worked. And so they have, they have, they're coming at the world from two different perspectives. Where it works really well is where they, you know, a skiing cowboy understands what needs to be done to help keep the ranch afloat without being told every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really it's a, it's a it's really just a, a difference in, in perspective I think and and, and responsibilities. The rancher's got an awful lot on his plate where a cowboy may not have. Yeah, he can much. kind of pick up and go if he wants. The rancher can. Yeah, that's right. The, the rancher's tied to that ground and he has to make it productive and he has to take care of it and be a steward of it. And cowboy can get mad and roll his bed and go on to the next one. Well, what do you think of these gentlemen ranchers out there today? Because, you know, uh, Montana and Wyoming and here in Arizona, New Mexico, we get a lot of these these guys, spent a lot of actors and stuff that made made one Western movie and rode a horse <laughs> for a, a couple of weeks. And, and they, they thought, I love this life. I'm going to buy me a ranch. And they do. And they, and they don't. Yeah, they know some what of these doing. guys don't go half A. They go. Oh, they go whole A. Whole A, yeah. And. Uh, I, you know, I, I just, it, it, you know, all you got to do is look at an issue of Cowboys and Indians, and there's a picture of an actor on there and an article about his ranch, and you look at the guy yeah. and you go... Why is Wally Cox owning a ranch? Well, well it's like it's like the story with Joel McRae when the yeah. IRS went yeah. up to his ranch because yeah. they they said, "Well, you're an actor, you're not a rancher." And he <laughs> just he told hands. the guy, he says, "Just look at these hands, <laughs> I know. and you tell me whether I'm a oh, rancher God. or an actor." Yeah, and, that, that yeah, shut him up. What, what, what is your feel on the? On the I, I call them the gentleman well, actors, but I. I'm I'm, I'm two minds of it, you know. On the one hand, I'm. I'm I'm glad they want to play cowboy rather than sell heroin. Yeah, and that's so that's good. Um, I think deep down inside, they always know they're just playing cowboy and, and they're mm-hmm. not, and and that's fine. But I've never seen that. I mean, 
given my brothers, I'd rather see these old, big places not all get busted up into little ranchettes. But mm-hmm. that's the way of the world. So, and it does. You know, as long as they come in there and and they try and learn something honestly, and a lot of times too, you know, they they'll buy a bigger outfit and they give cowboys jobs. Mm-hmm. And so. And it does it's, give a guy a chance you know, he, to be a foreman and run a place that he might not get on his own. Sure. And so I, I don't like seeing the country all busted up. No, no. There's nothing I can do to stop it. So, so yeah. I just try to I always said if I had all it. the money in the world, I'd go up and I'd buy up everything and then just tear down all the houses and the towns <laughs> and turn it back. But I think they'd probably shoot me before I'd get too far. So, Craig, the the myth of the cowboy and what the cowboy does, uh, Victoria touched on it in her book. Uh, You've touched on it in your film. What is it? Why why, why is that myth? I don't think the myth is dying, but um, there aren't as many people doing it now. uh, That's for sure. But why? why? Why is that? Buffalo Bill. Well, it, it, it's a, it, really, it's, it's, it's ancient Greek, you know, I mean, the cowboy represents something in the popular imagination, and it represents a certain steadfastness of, of values and ideals. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the iconic scene is the cowboy on his horse riding in, into the, over the next ridge, you know, an export, a sense of exploration a sense of freedom, a sense of loyalty to something, riding for a brand. Um, and, of course, the real world is full of cowboys of every kind. Some of them are crooks, some of them are thieves, and they're not very good people. Thank yeah. you for but, saying that. Yeah, yeah. But we prefer the mythology, and I think we need the mythology, because yeah. we, we need to, those are stories, and that's how we carry on the culture. And I think it just resonates, and I think it always will. In, in people's minds, because it's it's a symbol of something. It's kind that, of that most people, no matter what they do, even if they've never even seen a cow, yeah, can yeah. can commit to that. Well, we hope you know? we hope so because and, that that that's our that's our mission in life is to preserve the the culture, history, uh, the Western culture, and the history and traditions and so forth. And um, well, we've been we've it's been worth doing it for yeah, we it is worth preserving. We've been doing this. Uh, the three of us have been doing this show oh, for a long, long time, almost 10 years, I reckon. But the show is even older. The show is older than that. I produced the original program with the original host and founder, and um, he was just a student of the Old West and loved it. And so that that's why he was doing it. Well, think you know? about this. You know, Yellowstone, which is one of the most popular things mm-hmm. out there, and it's basically cowboys and sopranos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and but it's it it's, yeah. it it, res, it resonates with somehow or another. Yeah. Todd Roberts, get in there, man. Well, you know, there's so much going on in my head here because, you know, everything as much as the film is shared today. Craig on the show shares this is uh, you know it takes you there's so many different directions you can go it's it's almost like there's too many choices Mm -hmm. you know Craig I have to ask you that um, you know when you when you watch somebody you know a friend once said to me uh, I was talking to his uh, mother-in-law and I said uh, how uh, how how'd you and your husband meet and she said, well, um, he met me a long time before I met him. <laughs> and I said, well, how did that happen? She said, well, we both, both lived in New York City, and I used to go riding every morning on my horse religiously every Saturday morning through Central Park. And he saw me, and he was riding with a friend or two, and he said to the friend, um, or one of, or both friends, he said, you know, I'm going to marry that girl. And they both said, well, you got a problem there, fella. First of all, uh, she doesn't know you. Second of all, she's, uh, she's way too pretty for you. And third of all, she's on a much faster horse than you have. And he said, what gives you the gall to say that you're going to marry her? And he said, because she sits a horse right. There you go. So when you come across people, Craig, uh, and you see the way they sit a horse, um, 
Oh, yeah. You know, do you automatically and immediately judge them, or do you try to give them a little bit of leeway? No, I judge them. There you go. Fair enough. Thank you so much for playing. There'll be extra prizes at the end of the show. (laughs) If if you're going to work with them, you got to judge them. Yeah. I judge them the way they sit the horse. I judge them the way they dress their horse up or don't. And, you know, there's biases in, in, in all of this stuff. And if you come out of the Great Basin like I do, you have real biases about how a horse ought to be bridled and, and all that stuff and but mostly I think it's it's just in fun you know I think the other part is that if somebody has a sincere interest and a sincere love for that and they're, they're going to figure it out and, mm-hmm. and, and you should, yeah they're trying and anybody has a little try in them by golly we ought to help them right so um, well, I've got to say, we might laugh at them a little bit, but then we'll help them. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That, it's good for having for the so, laughs. So I got to say, Victoria mentioned in her. Oh, we ahead. asked Victoria on last week's show. We asked her, you know, what is a buckaroo? And I have my based on my research and what I've read, what a buckaroo was. But she gave us a different de- uh, definition of what we thought it was. So I'd love you to share because you wear a buckaroo hat. So I have to assume. You consider yourself a buckaroo, or you know several. So, would you give yeah, us what well, your well, interpretation of a buckaroo is? I think it's just it has to do with the the, the old Californios and those traditions, mm-hmm. the, the the bridal progression, and, and and how you make a horse, and that, that may differ from some places, you know, in the Southwest, and. And the techniques of moving cattle, you know, really come straight out of the old colonials and that and that Spanish tradition, and then filtered up through, through mm. California, mm. spilled into the Great Basin, Nevada, Oregon, Idaho, and really took took root there. And you know, things have evolved, and there's been some blending, and and it's the gear, it's the horsemanship, or the way guys try to 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 build a, a using horse and but I think at the end of the day the job's the same job and yeah. and guys have different ways of coming at it and everybody you know tends to prefer the way they they learned it so if you're in New Mexico or Texas you, know, you yeah. learned I've got working in those ways that I've got a saying it's a, a pair of boots and a cowboy hat don't care who wears them and then it makes me think of Marty Robbins' song, The Cowboy in the Continental Suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we're going yeah, to do our final commercial break here on AMO. Franzi's uh, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with you, streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch, beautiful Tucson, Arizona. We'll be right back with Craig Rollman. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management, where we manage money for gun owners. When people turn 50, something miraculous happens. They start to get serious about retirement planning. They've done very well so far and want to be certain they power into the retirement they've earned. Let me guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Ed Wilkinson, at 777-1911 
That's 777 1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Hello? I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. You're not going to use this story, Mr. Scott? No, sir. This is the West, sir. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. This is the Voices of the West. We are back on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to friends, Todd Roberts with you. And our guest is Craig Rollman. Probably not a ragtime cowboy, Joe, because he's not from Arizona. He's uh, in that place up in Buckaroo County, way, 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 way up there in uh, Oregon. <laughs> but that's all right. We still like it. <laughs> all right. We're about at the point of the program, Craig, where it's time for shameless promotion. Uh, what are you the, up to? Yeah, you're the director of The Outside Circle, a movie of the modern West. It's been on the Horse Channel. And now it just uh, recently be- was dropped at uh, Amazon Prime TV, which is great. Um, and, and what else? What else is going on? Well, what's going on is people, if they want to watch the movie, they can go to Horse TV. It's there. It's been there for a while. Um, they can buy DVD if they want at our website, which is tftmovie.com, or they can go to Barnes and Noble, or they can go to Best Buy. Or they can go to Amazon. We're actually not on the Prime Video yet, but that's imminent okay. to happen any day. Okay. Um, we're just waiting on that. All right. So we'll be on there, and we'll be on Tubi. Excellent. And uh, there's a handful of others that we're still waiting to hear from. But it's 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 made its way into the world, and and uh, people can find it if they if they dial it up. Here. What I'm working on now is putting together uh, another movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a uh, a bunch of fellows that you may be familiar with in the traditional cowboy arts association. And in my mind, these are the finest saddle makers, bit makers, silk oh, workers yeah. wow. anywhere in the world. Yeah. They've it, got quite a quite a deal going. And in the spring, they're going to be gathering up in uh, Canada, in Alberta, Canada, Ooh. and they're going to come together and build, build a saddle. Wow. Wow. It will <laughs> take that saddle down to Oklahoma. City to the to the museum, wow. yeah, where it will will sell. And my movie is going to be filming each of these guys in their own studios, and then go to Canada and watch them put this thing together, and then follow that fell down to Oklahoma and Ooh. and see where it finally lands. How and, cool! There's rumors. Yeah, that I'm, you... I'm excited about it, and and uh, I'm back to square one. <laughs> Start over <laughs> together to make it happen. <laughs> there was rumor and, uh, that you were going to get this into Sundance. Is, is that going to happen at all? No, it, we 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 didn't get into Sundance. We did get into uh, four other uh, with the, with this first movie. We got into four or five. I forget now uh, film festivals. But when this next one's done, we'll we'll sure give it a shot. And okay. and if they know, and they they have. Some of the weird stuff they want to show, then that's what that's what will happen. <laughs> we'll do, we'll well, do this, what we do anyway. This belongs definitely belongs in the Cowboy Hall of Fame here yeah. in Oklahoma. 
Yeah, definitely belongs there. And if not, they need Thank to create you. a new uh, category yeah. uh, category for it. So, yeah. Uh, Todd, who was the saddle maker we had on the show a while back? You, you recall? Um, the saddle maker we had on. Uh, um, or, or, no or, or, or did he just do leather? Um, oh, we, uh, yo, no, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mm. A bunch of old guys trying to figure it out here. You're catching me off guard <laughs> here, Harry. What I had for breakfast. Um, what are you talking you know, about? Listen, I, I did this show sober, so I'd oh. remember everything. Oh, so, you know, there's you your problem. Remember, you yeah. can't expect me to pull something out of the, uh, out of nowhere. There's your problem. Uh, uh, on a curveball <laughs> question. Um, no, I don't recall. Um, I know some other great guests we've had, but yeah. that's not who you're looking for. So, um yeah. Well, we've got to add Craig to the uh, list of great guests. Yeah, we sure. will. I mean, you List know. is uh, a great guest with a great film. And Do yourself a favor and go out and find this film and buy it. Yeah, exactly. Also, and, and, also, and Craig, you are all, you are welcome back anytime. We don't t- tell this to a lot of people, but you are welcome back anytime. You and Victoria. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the two of you together. together I don't know that we would have. <laughs> we we could just sit, ba- yeah, sit back and let them talk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys. I, I just real um, just tickled pink that you you put me on the show at all, and, and it's it's been a lot of fun. And it's, it, it, it's, I come back anytime and it, chat about stuff with you guys. It's to our credit because you make us look bad. You make us look good. Yeah. And I also <laughs> wanted to anybody out there look him up and read his stuff. He's in the Desert Journal, the Substack, the Bunkhouse, or something. Mm-hmm. Or other. He's all over the place and. He is one genuine storytelling, telling the truth story guy. Which there aren't too many no, of left you. these days. Uh, I mean, you tell stories. Well, integrity's all we got. Integrity's you know? all we got. Well, Bunker, the Bunker, the Bunker tells stories that he makes up. I mean, you know, right on the spot. Well, those are 100% true. Oh, sure. My uh, Uncle Alvin. They're 100% true in your I mind. Told. Yeah, his Uncle Alvin herded frogs. That's uh, right. He was a frog frog guy. Uh, the great, the first great frog drive from West Texas. Not for the and by the way, not for the legs. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't harvesting the legs. He was using the rivets and he'd put them in a jar and walk around with it and open it up and scare girls at, yeah. at, at yeah. high school dances. We're just not quite sure what that was all about, but okay. <laughs> We love them anyway. <laughs> These guys don't understand me, uh, Craig. You know, I know you probably have the same problem with with the Philistines out there. But, uh, it's a burden, but we can bear up. There you go. <laughs> Any, right. Anything That's else right. going on in your life, Craig, that uh, you want to promote? Well, nothing that's uh, promotable yet. But I've got a couple book projects in in the hopper too, and and in the meantime. Uh, if anybody in Central Oregon that wants to come out on December 7th, we'll be at Polina Springs Bookstore doing a presentation of uh, Jim Cornelius and Mike right. playing Western music from the movie. And I'll be talking about the movie and explaining the travails of a, a novice filmmaker and what that was all like. <laughs> all right, last question. What's your favorite Western? Uh, Tom Horn. Ooh, Good movie. interesting. Choice. I never thought about Ooh. that. Yeah, I can see that. You're pulling one out of the hat there, Craig. Enforcement. Yeah. No one's ever said that. Yeah, no we, one's ever that picked is, that, that is one. My, no, I got to say, it's the day between Tom Hall and Connor. Those are my two favorite oh, hands. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you think oh. of Quigley? What do you think of Quigley down under? Oh, I love Quigley. Yeah, I knew I it. Like, I like Quigley. <laughs> Yeah. He's a Marine for God's sake. Of course he loves Quigley. That was on last night. I had I watched it. I watched part of it again. I love that. That is it is such a wonderful yeah. piece. Craig Rollman, thank you so much yeah. for joining us this afternoon, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Really interesting individual. And you are definitely welcome back anytime, sir. And we'll make well, the thank coffee. You, anytime. I'd be happy to come. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk and, and to meet you guys and, and it was fun. It was All a lot right. of fun. Next time we get together on Amal Francis Voices of the Thank West, you. we are going to be talking Arizona history because we're in Arizona. And 78, 79, 80 O's, all you Oregon, Nevada, parts of California, maybe drifting into Wyoming, Buckaroos. West.